How's it going, everybody? Andrew Zarian here, Wrestling Observer Live. We're here every day, Monday through Sunday. Saturdays with Jim Valley, Monday through Friday with Brian Alvarez and, and Mike, I guess, whenever he's there. No, Mike's there all the time. And me on Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern here on a Mother's Day edition of the show. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Even if you're not a mother, I'm sure you have one or you had one. This should be a fun show. A lot going on today. It's also Backlash, a pay-per-view that most people have forgotten about, which I'm shocked. Uh, not shocked. I was being a little sarcastic there, but I'm curious. You know what's funny? Every conversation I've had with people, it's either it's Mother's Day or there's a pay-per-view. I don't know what happened this week. I think everybody just forgot everything, but a lot going on. We got a Backlash preview, Backlash happening this evening. Interesting card. We're going to go into it, obviously, for a number of reasons. Uh, on paper, you know, looks pretty good. But execution-wise, we'll find out. I think when, when you don't have a high expectation for the show, it always performs a little bit better. And, and that's how I'm going into this. I have no expectation of the show. I'm positive we're going to have some really good matches. Outside of that, not a lot of expectation. Also, Roman Reigns yesterday made a very interesting comment in Trenton, New Jersey. I want to spend some time on that because I don't know if it's what everybody thinks it means. If he's leaving WWE or taking time off or, or what, uh, we'll go into that because, man, I can't see them without him right now. They've invested the last two years into this guy. He's really the, 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 the main dude. I, I mean, there's really no one else that is in the position of Roman or could kind of fit into that position right now. And now there's a little tease that he may be stepping away for a little bit. So we'll find that out. Forbidden Door pay-per-view. AEW New Japan's first pay-per-view together. First live event together. Major live event together. Sells out. Pre-sale did about 11,000 tickets. And the remaining went the following day. I believe there's like 40 tickets remaining. I, I think they're going to open up a couple more here and there. But this is a total sellout in Chicago when a lot of people thought it would be difficult to do it with a lack of no card announced and New Japan not being as hot. But guess what? It's super hot. NXT cuts also. And my guest from Catalyst Wrestling, Matt Ryan, joining me today. We got a lot to talk about. This is going to be a rapid fire edition of Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zarin here on Sports Byline with Wrestling Observer Live. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zarin here. Sunday edition, Mother's Day edition of Wrestling Observer Live. I'm joined by Matt Ryan of Catalyst Wrestling. What's going on, Matt? Hey, friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy you know, Mother's is... Day to all who observe. Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, this is your second time, third time with me? Uh, I believe third it. time. Yeah, I've been third on a time. few times. Well, yeah. I bring you on to talk about some of the stuff. Uh, we're going to we're gonna go into some old school wrestling at the end of the show a little bit, because I know yeah. a lot of people asked about it since the last time you came on. They were really interested mm. in the conversation, so I wanted to bring you on, but... You know, a lot is happening in professional wrestling. Obviously, this is a big year for change uh, out of the, the pandemic era. Yeah. Uh, we're now back to a, you know, as, as close to a full touring schedule as as we've been. I think next year it's going to be even more. More cities are going to get wrestling, obviously. Yeah. But a lot of, of interesting stuff. Uh, I want to start off by this big story that kind of took over. Uh, and it's Roman Reigns cutting a promo after the show ended in Trenton, New Jersey, where he said that he's entering a new phase in his career. He said that he's only been to that venue a couple times in the last 10 years, and he doesn't know if he'll ever be back. Fightful, uh, our, our friend Sean Ross Sapp reported on Fightful Select, 
Uh, WWE says Roman still figures into the plans for the foreseeable future. I Listen, you know what? I would have said the same thing if I was in Trenton, New Jersey. I don't want to come to this B city, this B state. How dare you? You know how many times Gorilla Monsoon main evented in Trenton? How dare you sully Trenton? Well, you know, the people, it's the state capital of New Jersey. So, you know, gives you that. It's not a good or a bad thing. It's just an actual fact. I think you should but go to every city in New Jersey. He goes to the Meadowlands. <laughs> this is the last time you'll see me in the Meadowlands. This is the last time you're going to see me in Trenton. Asbury He's- Park, no way. Uh, no, this is this is all interesting stuff. Uh, I was in Trenton, New Jersey for an event a couple of weeks ago, and I have to tell you, it was a very difficult drive. Uh, you know, do I personally think Roman is exiting? I don't think so. No. Uh, but maybe, you know, this is this is one of those things where, you know, they don't go to Trenton that often. He's thinking about, you know, in the next couple of years and, you know, what he's going to transition into. And is he going to be a full time every night of, you know, that there's TV or house shows? Is he going to be that guy or is he going to kind of transition into more like a special attraction type of main eventer for that company? That's, what do you think? That's kind of how I took it uh, once I read it and you process it. It's like. That that's the tease. It's the you you oh you guys, I'm above this. I'm above God level. I'm at I'm at Rock in O2 level. I'm at Austin in O2 level. I'm the Undertaker. I am at another plane of existence in this industry. So you get to see me on my time. You will get to see me wrestle on the biggest platform. With the news about WrestleMania being the second most watched thing in the history of Peacock, um. You can use that because he was the main event and he walked out with the title. There's a lot of things within that. And also, how smart of it to do it on a house show the day before a pay-per-view oh, yeah. just right outside a major market. Yeah, because now you're going to be like, oh, what's going on? Maybe they tease something, you know, just outside <laughs> of a major market. Again, uh, smart guy. Uh, yeah. He knows what he's doing. I can't. I don't see him leaving. No. Uh, I, I don't see WWE telling, you know, telling him. Or being okay with him kind of alluding that he's leaving if he was in that no, in the, that way. They, you you love it because it gives every level of the business you're owning the conversation. And it also kind of asserts the fact that Roman is the guy in the business right now. I He's the you guy. Can make an, he's the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, you can make an argument for a few other people in this industry. Um, they are, you know, but right now Roman Reigns is the guy. And ever since the advent of the, you know, since Luthes, there's been a guy in a company, a guy in a territory, whether it was Buddy Rogers, Bruno San Martino, Pedro Morales, you know, even going all the way down to this, the era of Cena, um, and now Roman Reigns. Like this, we are firmly entrenched in that era, and news like this solidifies that. Of course. So here's something, and and. Doom Tribe in our chat room on YouTube. He said, the problem with WWE is that they've been sacrificing the entire roster to get Roman over and have nobody else. You know, I see, here's the thing, right? I disagree. I, I got to tell you, they they had to... I, first of all, I agree with what he's saying. They had to sacrifice majority of that roster to Roman. They sacrificed Edge, Brian Danielson. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, it, it's but almost... It worked. It's, it, it's endless, but it worked, right? The like, problem, that's the thing is... The problem for me is that they haven't created that other guy. It's not yeah. a matter of, you know, they're taking guys that are established and just Roman is decimating them. 
if that was the case, I would I would have a major problem. But I don't think they don't have that that baby face guy ready. They don't have you know that what top it is? guy. Do you know what? It's the Bruno formula reversed. It's a Bruno formula reverse. It's the Bruno formula reverse because yeah. it's just people building up to fight Roman and Roman staying alive. And you hear about the argument, and we heard this like when we were younger, the idea of wrestling fans, you know, of of hot potatoing belts, hot potatoing titles. That's something that was accused a lot in the early to mid two thousands, and. This is the most dominant title reign we've seen in 15 years, uh, maybe 10 since like the first true Cena reign. So I think this is it, more dominant than the Cena reign because you know what they did with Cena? They told you that he could lose, right? They, they, it was it was it was interesting. The booking was Cena can lose to this person. He's yeah. not better than this person. He's not stronger than this than this person, but he perseveres. Because he's a good guy, and good guys always yeah. win. With Roman, they've told you, no, nobody's on his level. These guys yeah. are nowhere near his level. So whatever happens, and I don't think the person that beats him should be a fluke win. I think it needs to be a legitimate, solid win. It, it's a Lesnar booking all over again. Uh, yeah, just more matches. And... The, the problem is the follow-through. Like, that's the actual problem is they build up these guys, like Cesaro and so many other people in his wake that they didn't they, – they got him to that point, and then they didn't follow up to make him – the baby face stronger on the other side. Yeah. Well, now, now look at it this way, right? You, they have done, over the last, I want to say, three weeks, they have done a decent job on TV telling you that there are opponents for Roman, right? Yeah. Drew? Great opponent for, for Roman, which I'm sure is going to happen. Uh, Randy, another fantastic opponent for, for Roman, which we really... I think this version of Randy and him could have a really hot program. And yeah. Matt Riddle, the wild card here. Yeah, I I think you have it. I think that's the actual batting order. And I think that they're starting to make the case for Cody Rhodes. I see a viable path for the pay-per-view in Cardiff or for, for SummerSlam to be... To be the title drop, and I think if it is if it is Cardiff, it'll probably be Drew McIntyre. Yeah, but it Drew, Drew may be married Fury. to Tyson Fury. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I I could see I can see that match happening. That would probably be a huge that'd be a huge match for that. If you don't know about Tyson Fury's drawing power in the UK alone, oh uh, he might. Um, yeah, he sold out Wembley Stadium fighting a guy in Dillian White who really isn't a top five heavyweight. Ninety two thousand people. Yeah. 92 93,000 people. Yeah. I I I don't know. I I think this 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 version of Roman has worked. Um but, you know, it, it's listen, you're a booker, right? You're a matchmaker. What happens when you have no opponents and now really your champion has all the titles? You you basically find yourself in a position to where the next 6 months are going to be hell for you. No, no, no. Because As a promoter no, you're totally wrong. You know what you do as a promoter, right? As a brilliant promoter, what you do is you put yourself in a main event and you win the title. Like every other Northeast promoter in, in, in up and down, you know, every, every, every Northeast, New Jersey, New Jersey promoter. Uh, I'm going to just take shots in New Jersey, except Why? for my favorite place, uh, Park Ridge, New Jersey. I very much enjoy because they have a great place over there named Peppercorns, which is a Ooh. fantastic restaurant. And I really like the entirety of Bergen County. Because it's close enough. Just, 
Just Bergen County. I'll I'll dismantle everything else. Nobody knows what we're talking about here. Any, this is a national anywhere, show. Anywhere there could have been Sopranos B-roll shot, <laughs> the VIP diner on JFK Boulevard in Jersey, Jersey there City. Go. There you go. So, listen, I think this is all interesting stuff. Uh, I do have another. I have one guy in pro wrestling that I'm very interested in right now. And it's W. Is Morrissey. It Tom Morocco? No, oh. not, not, not Tom Morocco. W. Morrissey, which when we come back from break, we're going to talk about it. Wrestling Observer Live here on Sports Byline. Stay tuned. Observer Live, Sunday edition. Andrew Zarin here, joined by the Victor Quinones of Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Matt Ryan. <laughs> what we're doing today guys it's thank it's, you it's mother's day it's sunday we're, we're having a little fun uh i have spent the last i don't know two hours while i was uh cleaning up listening to victor quinones promos from uh from japan which that's something. that's just what you do that's, that's just all, what, that's what do, i do guys. i mean who doesn't do that uh dude i want to i want to get your opinion i want to know what what the chat room thinks and what the what the listeners think uh you could always tweet me at andrew zarian on twitter I want to know about W. Morrissey. Now, he was impressive looking on on Dynamite. I, listen, physically, he looked good. In the ring, he looked good. And I got a text like while it was happening with someone at, at WWE. And they're like, I, they used a word I can't use on the radio, obviously. But they're like, have you seen this guy? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, I've seen him for a while. He's been on Impact. Have you not seen him? He goes, no, I have. But he, he looked really good on national TV like this, you know? Um, yeah. Fantastic shape. Uh, you know, I, I, he's worked super hard. I got to give him a little shout out. He's from, he's from Queens, grew up in the neighborhood, you know, uh, I, I, I'm impressed by him, man. And, and, you know, to, to come out of the mud the way he did, you know, he was, and, and he posted, you know, a year ago or two years ago, whatever it was, three years ago, yeah. you know, he passed out backstage and had a seizure due to, uh, alcohol, uh, withdrawal. He was abusing alcohol. He was in really bad condition. And this guy has changed his entire life. And that's something that you really like to see in this business. Oh, certainly. Yeah, that makes me really happy to see a guy, anybody, but especially someone in pro wrestling who can find themselves out of that hole and reaffirm themselves, make a good dedicate, dedicated effort to not only stay sober, but also just find a better path because, you know, wrestling, any kind of performing, any kind of career where everything you do is scrutinized within within your work, within external criticism, the 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 effect and the wear and tear on your mental health is insane. Yeah. Like it's there. I, I Poor choice of words on my part, but it's there. It's ever present and working in wrestling. And when you're touted to be the literally the next big thing you're in a match to basically decide who's the guy for the rest of the year. Remember, he was in that fatal four-way to crown a new universal champion, the thing that set off the Kevin Owens push. So a lot of people saw him as the guy, and then you have all these things happen to you within your life, yeah, self-inflicted or not. You know, his, his issue was that he, he was, you know, the rug came out under him and Enzo when they broke them up, obviously. Yeah. Uh, that was a bad move. I think they were a really hot act. Uh, that that Alamo Dome Royal Rumble when they came out, I, I have to tell you, super impressive. Couple, of, I mean, this yeah. was a number of years ago, but those guys became one of their hottest acts. Now, sometimes you don't need to be the best wrestler, especially when you got two new guys out there. They're they're trying to find their groove. You know, it takes them years, and they were thrown on TV. Whatever they were doing worked from the beginning. That entire gimmick worked at NXT. Worked on the main roster. And they separated them to do the singles run for Cass because 
Dude, you know, you don't get too many seven feet tall guys in the, in wrestling. It's 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 a hot commodity, especially if you have somewhat of the look and you have the body, you know, you have that presence. It goes a long way. And we've seen it not work so many times also. And I think for Morrissey's case, it's working right now. And, yeah. you know, regardless if AEW gets him, I think that's a good addition to him. If he stays in impact, he could do a lot in impact. Uh, WWE obviously would, would if, if he's firing on all cylinders i can't see how they wouldn't want him back uh yeah. this guy you know it's a big you know forever wwe's a big man's business it's a big yep. man's promotion and when you get a big guy like that you're you're definitely going to want him you're definitely going to want him and you're definitely going to want to invest in him immediately because we saw it with cody rhodes you know his time there notwithstanding Look at what they did with AJ Styles. They brought him over and immediately made him a commodity. And that's something historically in pro wrestling that has worked. They fumbled the bag with a lot of guys. They got Cody right. But so guys far. That they bring, so far. Yeah, and, and I yeah, hope so it far. continues, man, because that guy. Did you watch his Steve Austin interview? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I, I will. I want to continue on with the conversation. But I got to tell you, you know, he's an impressive dude. And he really knows what he wants. And he said it in that interview. Why did you come back? He wants to be world champion. Yeah. That's what he wants. He wants to be WWE champion. And and you know what? I expect that by the end of the year, personally. That, that's why I think if one of those two stadium shows we have come, one of the three stadium shows we have coming up, I think it's going to be Cardiff or I think it's going to be SummerSlam. Cody walks out the winner. I think he wins money in the bank, to be completely honest with you. He should win money he, in the bank. Yeah, he makes he the should. most sense right now. Yeah, He could have his nice briefcase. He could, he could be like... You know, uh, it's got the nightmare te nightmare yeah. logo on it. Oh, that that nightmare black. logo. Yeah, the nightmare logo on it. He he, uh, he he does that instead of the weight belts. Now he just starts giving kids briefcases. Briefcases, <laughs> little ones, little ones, big ones, medium ones. Uh, you get <laughs> short duffel bags. Yeah, it's uh, like log. Yeah, but you know what? I think for Morrissey's case, uh, dynamite. He he looked great. Yeah. Uh, he very much impressed me and many other people. And good for him, man. I, I'm happy for that. And, so and the look, too, just works. Mm -hmm. Like, the, his, the way he's presented, I think this look works way better than him for him than Trunks. Him wearing long tights is weird. Like, I had to get used to Bobby Lashley doing it. With the pants? He was the long boys? Yeah, with the pants. Yeah, with the long boys. Like, long boys are an adjustment unless you're used to it. Like, I can't imagine AJ Styles or Edge wrestling in Trunks. The same he, way I can't imagine did Brian I mean, Danielson he did. fighting in He did pants. for a long yeah. time, didn't he? Didn't Styles do it for a long time? He was no, he was. No, oh, the shorts. No, he wore the biker shorts. shorts. Yeah. yeah, shorts into the long boys. Yeah. Well, listen, CM Punk is breaking all that. He's doing it all. He's doing the Muay Thai <laughs> shorts. He's doing the long boys. He's doing the undies. He's doing all of it. Changing God, pro wrestling God. gear. Yeah, God bless him for having just the forethought to do that. And hire whatever yeah. gear maker that's working no, no, no. just you nonstop. Some I know people people at AW listen to this. Obviously, it's Wrestling Observer. He needs to start doing like the Andre singlet, the one singlet. <laughs> he needs to do all of them. He's, he just starts to... doing the tribute gear, Lawler, yeah. Lawler gear. Lawler. He dresses up like Andy Kaufman. Uh, <laughs> he dresses like <laughs> yeah. He does it all. I love it. So since we're on AEW, let's talk about this. Uh, AEW yeah. sells out Forbidden Door pay per view, the New Japan uh, venture that they have. Yeah, that was going to happen. Like oh, I, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know any why anyone would think that wouldn't happen. I don't know. Uh because <laughs> Chicago is the hottest market for pro wrestling right now, in outside of Atlantic City, New Jersey, Andrew's favorite city. Uh it's Asbury Park, it's New Jersey. 
Yes. Listen, it's I don't hot- hate New Jersey. I don't hate New Jersey. I'm just going to tell you, if you guys want a good time, go down to Bar A, okay, in Belmar. Mm-hmm. You'll have a fantastic time there. <laughs> I don't know if you'll – I don't. I, it, it depends on your definition of fantastic. Someone may, I don't know, uh, punch you. If you, may, ever you may get cut, but you may, it may be a great night for you. <laughs> Okay. Like John Cena at that club in 04. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be a fantastic night for you. Just uh, just if prepare yourself for, for Bar A by watching seasons one, two, and I think five of Jersey Shore. Perfect. Perfect. AEW uh, <laughs> sells out the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Uh, they sold 11,000 tickets on their pre-sale, which was Goodness expected. Gracious. Sold 3,000 tickets that were left for general admission. Now, you know, here's the thing. There's 42 tickets available, all platinum seats. Uh, official mm-hmm. platinum tickets, which are the super expensive seats, those are going to go. Obviously, uh, the yeah. current setup and capacity is thirteen five nine eight. Ticket distribution is thirteen five five six, and there are there's about seventeen about eighteen hundred tickets for resale as of today. Seventeen well, seven five. That's, that's, I that's a say. great ratio. That is a yeah. really good ratio for resale against straight purchases. Um, I think that they might open it up a little bit more i feel like the the argument is design versus commerce because we grew up in a generation where pay-per-view sets were a thing and we were in the dark ages where it was just the walkout ramp maybe you got a banner then you got the new generation video wall uh and then when you got deeper into the 90s the late 90s into like 2010 ish like when they went to a full hd they they turned away from that but i think for this a simple set to fill that place as much as possible that's a that's the best ambiance well, that's what they did like with that. arthur ash they didn't really have yeah. anything at arthur ash they just had you know were you there did you go to arthur ash no i didn't go to okay. arthur ash. They you know like i wasn't at arthur ramp. ash i couldn't have gone you couldn't have gone yes you couldn't have. Gone. i couldn't have gone uh house arrest i know it's terrible uh (laughs) that that show oh i know why you couldn't go of course Mm. uh that show it had a very simple ramp setup no they're gonna have to do something big obviously united center but uh maybe i don't know how many more tickets they could fit in there i don't know what the setup is going to be but you know i think you could do 17 what do they do what do they do with cm punk uh ooh, him and okada could be fun him and kenta him and Kenta, obviously. Would, no, no, no. I'm saying at the United would, Center, at the United Center, when he when he showed up. Oh, what was, it, what was the final uh, I number? I can't seven, remember. Was it like it was between fourteen and seventeen? I don't know what the final number was. Uh, yeah, I, I was there. I just I, I didn't I didn't have my ball strike clicker. I didn't have my seat counter, so I couldn't. Yeah, you should have done that. You should have been counting the yeah. seats. So I was too this busy is talking be an to Mike. Pay per view. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting pay per view. Um, you know, they're still working. On, there's no matches. So it shows no. the importance of this and how people yeah, are into yeah. it. Now, obviously, think... these are there was an argument online over this mm-hmm. where people were no! assuming nobody would be interested in this and people wouldn't be watching it. And uh, it, the casuals are not going to go. And it's male driven. Uh, dude, it, it's it's a combat sport. At the end of the day, we're not. This isn't. I know that we pretend a lot of times this is performance art. Some of it is. But at the end of the day, it, it's people hitting each other in the head. You know, people beating each other up. Of course, there's going to be more <sighs> male-driven of a product. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you want you want a female fan base, 100%. WWE does a great job at that. But you can't. You can come up with all the excuses you want. The reality is, this is the first time this is happening, and people are very mm-hmm. invested in it. Eight, especially yeah. AEW fans, especially pro wrestling the, fans. The the as a promoter, 
the hang audience. Hang on, hang on, hold that thought. Hold that thought. As a promoter, hold that thought because we got to pay some bills here. Wrestling Ooh. Observer Live on Sports Byline Sunday Edition. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zarin here, Sunday Edition, joined by Matt Ryan. What's going on, Matt? Nothing much, buddy. I'm excited. There's a there's a premiere live event this evening. There is a premiere. Let me ask you this: How many people in New Jersey still think Chrissy Todd Whitman is their governor? I would uh, say I'd like say... 35 to 40 percent. No, it's probably within you know 3.5 to 5.5 <laughs> What are you? What are you? A baby face in New Jersey now? All of a sudden. <laughs> You you don't gotta walk those streets, sir. <laughs> I love New Jersey. No, I don't. I'm lying. Uh, let's go into this. Uh, I do. I do like New Jersey. Some parts. We're just. This is gonna be the thing now. I'm the New Jersey heel. That's what I do now. I am oh. the real New Jersey devil. These are people that believe that a, a that a Tasmanian devil wreaks havoc in their state. A, those a are the mythical same creature. Who think the, those are the same people who think the Atlanta Braves are gonna win the NL East this year. Listen, they're terrible right now. Uh, Driving around get... in their Camaros. <laughs> Listen, I had an IROC Z. Don't, don't, don't. Of course uh, you're, you you're getting a little too close. Of course I did. Uh, a lot going on today. Obviously, backlash. <laughs> I want to go into this. Uh, WrestleMania backlash. Yes, get it because right. Because we got to put WrestleMania on everything. Uh, this card is interesting. Uh, lackluster built for sure, but on paper, guys. Let's look at this on paper, and then we'll, we'll break it down. Yeah. Bobby Lashley and Omos. I don't care for this. Okay? Personally. Okay. I don't care. I don't okay. want to even spend time. Happy Corbin, Madcap <laughs> Moss. Who cares? All right? I don't care for this. I'm not going to waste my time. Now, it gets pretty good after that. Those two, right? Edge, AJ yeah. Styles, Damian Priest, Bar from ringside. I hope, I hope they do spooky magic throughout this entire match. I want AJ to start flying around. It, it's just <laughs> vampires appearing. We're going to go. Okay? Bruno! <laughs> I, they don't even know about my my. I fantasy booked Bruno San Martino as a as a Dracul, uh <laughs> on one of our shows, and now that's the talk of Twitter. Uh, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. Uh, this should be an easy easy to watch match, and you know, yeah, I think some of it has to do with a lot of people were not happy with our WrestleMania match. I think they could have done a little bit more at WrestleMania. Maybe this yeah. is you know the redo. Obviously, it's WrestleMania backlash. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. No problems there. Cody Rhodes, Seth freaking Rollins, uh, their rematch. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. And I believe, according to Sean Ross Sapp, this may be the opener. Now, this was a couple hours ago Ooh. when he posted this. Uh, That's, a, I good, think this that's is a, a solid opener. Very solid opener. And the two matches that are given a lot of time on this card, because remember, there's only a couple of matches here, is going to be the, the three-on-three uh, main event and this opener here, if it is still yeah. the opener. I th I'm not too sure right now. I haven't checked the update. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins going to have a fantastic match. I uh, can't imagine they don't. Usos and uh, the Usos and uh, what's going on here? I'm so sorry. Uh, my notes are wrong. WWE the universe, Undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns uh, and the tag team SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, facing off against Drew McIntyre and the Raw Tag Team Champions. RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Matt Riddle. This was going to be mm -hmm. a title unification. They were doing everything yeah. to tease a title unification. And they stepped away from that for the time being. We'll get back to this match. And the I Quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, another, you know, fundamentally, this match is going to be a really good match. But here we go. On paper, there's nothing wrong with this card. 
You're going to look at this and say, man, you know, they're rematches, but these are really good rematches. This is the best of what they could put together for a show like this. Uh, let's break this down. Ronda Rousey, a little lackluster with this return, huh? You know, it's it felt like it was one of a million things going on all at once. Like you were just putting 50 pounds into a four-pound bag. Like with the buildup and everything that came out of Mania, Ronda felt like that storyline felt like it got lost in the shuffle, especially on SmackDown where Roman and Brock dominated every aspect of it. Yeah. And it it just kind of underperformed, I think, you know. Their chemistry Ronda was ma- off. I, I, I yeah. feel like they their chemistry, I don't know what it was, but there was something going on. Uh, listen, they could have a fantastic match here, but who should win this? Should Ronda win or should Charlotte win? Uh, the rumors were, uh, you know, what what I was told right after WrestleMania that some of the ideas that were flowing around is that put Ronda with Shayna and do a tag team with them, which I would be fine with. I think that could be that could work well for both of them. Ronda would not have to, you know, uh, do as much and could kind of work on the character build. And this is a rub for Shayna. Yeah, yeah. So and I think that's the best. I think that's the best rub. I would ahead. love to see that. I, when, I, when I was I told that, I thought I thought that was that was so organically it made sense that they have to do it. Now, who knows, right? That was that was a while yeah. ago. A lot changes in pro wrestling. Uh that would be I don't know. Do you think Ronda or Charlotte takes this? I I think I see Charlotte winning this, but I don't think they cannot have Ronda win tonight. We'll see. Like I, I think they kinda have to to make it work, they have to Jerry rig a trilogy. Because if the eventual plan is for Ronda and Shayna to be a team, then you have to find a road there to where she gets her win back from Charlotte. Because that Mania match left a lot of ta- bad taste in people's mouths. Uh, and then you have this match, and then maybe do a cage match or something at money at Money in the Bank. Or you yeah. have Charlotte win money in the bank and beat Ronda that night after she defends her title for the first time. Maybe you could do it against Shayna to kind of give her the rub and set up the tag team. But there's not a there's there's two directions to go, but they're all they're all with question marks attached to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go. Let's see what else we have. So this uh, the the three on three is going to lead into something. Obviously, if that's the main event, you're not just going to yeah. have one win. They're going to tell a story here. Uh, I don't know what that story is, but I I think it's going to work out well for them. Uh, Cody, Seth, I think Cody needs to take this for sure. Keep the streak going. Keep it going for him. He he is impressive on TV. I got to tell you, yeah. he, he's fitting in very well. Uh, this is big time Cody. Uh, you know, I, I it, it's sad that they, he got boxed into this never winning the title nonsense in AEW. And I think some of that had to do with himself not wanting to come off like the promoters putting himself over. Yeah, and I, that, it kind of hurt him. A huge part in it. That put a huge. That was a huge part of it. But I also think Cody being the champion early in AEW's run would have been detrimental. Um, if you see the path the title took, uh, Kenny was the most logical one as a heel to to have the run he had because the supporting cast that was set against for him would be stronger than the supporting cast for Cody 
but that's not a knock on Cody or anybody at AEW. It was just the way that it, if you look at things in a vacuum, the way it played out would have been better. Cody at some point getting the title and being able to do either the Dusty run or the Machiavelli run of just orchestrating it, biding his time, knowing exactly what he was doing, being the master manipulator. That would have probably been more effective a year or two from now yeah. because you could tell that story a little bit more and you can establish a little more layers to what you're doing as a company and also kind of creating some tension. I don't think the title, the never winning a title thing should have been more self-imposed, like get myself back to the mountaintop by any means necessary, yeah. build, 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 and he established a TNT title. So all those things made sense. But yeah, uh, this is Cody Rhodes trained himself to get to this point to prove that he could do it. And he's doing it really, really well. I really recommend people listen to his interview with Steve Austin. I said that early on in the show. I, I it was It's a nice two-hour interview. Um, and they talk about his entirety of his career. And and he really said that Al Snow was played a major instrumental part in his career. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he, he was very honest about how he felt during the whole Stardust stuff and everything going on with his dad. Uh, very interesting uh, perspective this guy has. And you know what? He's a brilliant guy. Uh, you can't take that away from him. He has the look. This guy looks like a million bucks. And I really, I want nothing but the best for him. I want, and I think it's good for WWE. And I think it's great for pro wrestling. Uh, mm. You know, as far as the wrestlers go, to know that there is another place that you could go, regardless of where if you're going to AEW or WWE, right? There's another place you could go that will pay you handsomely. And you could become the world champion. If, this is this could be the best psych op that WWE has ever done, <laughs> right? In, in pro wrestling, forget it's, about forget about phoning in the New York Post with with stories. Forget about calling. Uh, you know, this is the best way that they could handle. The best way they could handle it is they gave this guy a, a lot of money. He yeah. looks like a million bucks. They treat him like a million bucks, and at the end of the day, they put the title on him. If you're an AEW and you're a little unhappy. What does this say to you, right? If you're at the top, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give a terrible example here. And I don't want this to happen because I think AW benefits from, let's say Hangman Page, right? Adam Page, yeah. great example. Became world champion. Is it a, Was it a little lackluster in the beginning? Sure. The attention wasn't on him. He didn't get that attention. Uh, he's in the program with CM Punk now. He may drop the title of CM Punk. Let's say he doesn't get back on that horse again. Great argument for him to go over if WWE's like, hey, listen, look what we did with Cody. Look what we could do to you. Unfortunately it's, for him, they'll take the cowboy gimmick way too far. Yeah. He he will he will turn into a shoot. He will turn into Outback Jack the Cowboy. <laughs> Outback, right Outback Jack the Cowboy. So I you know this is all this is all fascinating stuff here. Um I, I'm I think Cody should win this. Edge AJ Styles, who takes this? Uh, I think it's going to be Edge here. Uh, I think we're going to see somebody else join Edge's team. Uh, I think that this is going to move forward to at least Money in the Bank or SummerSlam uh, in some sort of gimmick match. I think both of them will be in Money in the Bank or at least one of them and the other will cost the other. I'm just, you know, going okay. hypothetical, hypothetical EWR booking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, happy Corbin, Madcap Moss. I don't really care who wins. And Bobby Lashley, Omos. I have I have no interest in this match, and that's unfortunate because I like I like Bobby Lashley a lot. I think he's fantastic. I think he's in a really weird position right now with this match. Yeah. Trying to get Omos over. 
And they, they think... did this backwards. I, I would hope that, that they should have had Omos beat him at WrestleMania and had Lashley beat him now. They shouldn't yeah. do it the other way. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why. They, I guess it was to help establish MVP is the reason why Omos is going to be a success. Like you needed that device to get from uh, there to there. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you want to do. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just it's not doing it for me. Just like New Jersey doesn't do it for me. Taylor <laughs> Ham. Can we talk about this? Why is it Taylor Ham? I, I like Taylor Ham. I call it Taylor Ham because that's what I called it in Brooklyn growing up as a young boy. Uh, what do you know? You're from Brooklyn. What, what do the you know? F- now, now we're going to talk about Brooklyn. You want me to start with this now? Oh, uh, don't you, you know? Don't you know where I like? I like Great Neck, Long Island. I like Manhasset. <laughs> I like Oyster Bay. Bring me Locust to Sci- Valley. <laughs> Glen Cove. All right. There's like five people that are getting this, and I'm totally okay with that. No worries, man. No worries. <laughs> no, listen. I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening here. Uh, we'll, we'll listen. WWE. They're they're WWE, and they're going to do whatever yeah. they do. Uh, we we also saw the releases. I'm not going to uh, spend too much time on this because we're running out of time here. But NXT cut some names that you're like, okay, whatever. But uh, some other names that you'd be surprised about, like Dexter Loomis, uh, a lot of TV time. Dakota Kai, a lot of TV time. Harlan that they brought. Parker uh, Boudreaux. Yeah. They made a guy that looks like Brock Lesnar. Super impressive. Looked like Nails. And no wonder they cut him. He wasn't ready to be on TV. And Malcolm Bivens, my personal favorite, Stokely yeah. Hathaway. I'm shocked. Very well, upset you, by it. Yeah, if you saw his Twitter, he explains why in a stand-up set on the stand. Well, he, uh, he, he asked for his release. We got to yeah. go to break, guys. Uh, stay tuned. Wrestling Observer Live. We got a couple more minutes when we come back. Wrestling Observer Live. Final few minutes of the show. Andrew Zarian here on a Sunday, Mother's Day edition. Joined by Matt Ryan. New Jersey's Hello. own Matt Ryan. Hello, yes. You're from yes, New Jersey. Yes. You're you're no, not built out of New Jersey. Yeah, no, how, no, no, no. How you're how dare from you? New Jersey. You're how built from New Jersey you? from now on. What are you a cop? What? No. <laughs> Why? How? Just because someone rides the path train makes him from New Jersey? No, my ID, my blood, and many search databases say Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm sure it's okay. It's okay. We can pretend. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about what you've been up to. Catalyst Wrestling, uh, yes, now on Amazon Prime. Guys, yes. listen, I, I, I'm a little biased here, right? I do a little work with Catalyst, right? I, I, I'm a consultant, I guess you mm. would call that. You do I'm have a big the fan. Sp- the, you have the blazer with your name and bedazzled jewels like Mr. Perfect. When I would love that, player. man. So, Can yeah, you, you make that for consultant. me? Yeah, yeah, get someone <laughs> to make that for me. I, I, I'd rock that. Uh, I'm a big fan of independent wrestling. I think if you want to see the future of the industry, you kind of start there. Uh, mm. There's so much talent now. Wrestling has gotten so much better on that level. Yep. Compared to 10, 15, 20 years ago, even 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 five, six years ago, wrestling has gotten a lot better because people are getting trained a lot better. There's more uh, channels that you can watch wrestling on. But Catalyst Wrestling is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And we're on Pluto. We're on Tubi. We are on a lot of different platforms. And we drop new episodes every single week on Gas Digital Network, uh, syndicated on the Fight Network, and also on YouTube. New episodes drop every Thursday at noon. Very, very cool stuff. Listen, I'm a big fan of it. And you've you've had many, many big stars. Eight people in AEW. Uh, NWA, you've had NW, yeah. the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion on your and card. And we have the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, Homicide, Colby Carino, Wrecking Ball, Ligurski, one of the fixers. Uh, in our past episodes, we've had Nyla Rose, MJF, a litany of stars. Stefan Smith, our head official, is actually an official for AEW. 
So we have a lot of great people on our team and a lot of great people in our locker room. And if you just give us a chance, absolutely free on Tubi and on uh, Pluto. You can watch 24 hours a day on the Catalyst Wrestling channel on Pluto. But also give us a try on Amazon Prime. Our last show up there is Homicide and Trevor Murdoch versus Wrecking Ball of Bert Ligurski and Colby Carino. A lot of great matches on there. And we had Josh Woods, then ROH Pure Champion, on the show too. It's under 10 bucks, and you buy it on Amazon Prime. You can watch it anywhere, anytime. Good way to spend Mother's Day. Excellent. And we are out of time, guys. We'll be back next Sunday with another episode of Wrestling Observer Live. See you all later. Take care.